The son of Neptune, chapter 13, Percy. Percy slept like a Medusa victim, which is to say, like a rock. He hadn't crashed in a safe, comfortable bed since... Well, hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. Awesome. Rachel. 10 out of 10. Thanks. Fabulous. <laughs> that was too many compliments. I rescind them all. Awful job. <laughs> Terrible. I take it all back. Mm-hmm. All right. Now that it's even out, Neve, Ava, how are we doing this week? Pretty good. I, um, let's see. How am I doing? Oh, my God. It snowed where I live, which is crazy <laughs> because. Where do I, you, sorry, where do you live? I'm from Maryland. Oh, um, understandable. Yeah, and so it's crazy. Like, our weather is very unpredictable. Um, and I think it's crazy every time we get snow because, according to the Mason Dixon line, we're technically the South. So, anytime it snows in the quote unquote South, I'm like, what? But I love it. It's so fun. I'm looking out my window right now, and there's still like a lot of snow on the ground. So, I love snow. That's, that's making me happy. It's always I got very nothing for you. <laughs> I literally got nothing. I'm so confused. That's weird. That's really right? weird. Farther north than me. Like, mm-hmm. we haven't really gotten anything up in Massachusetts either. It's oh, very, man. very lacking snow. We've got, like, it's been on and off all week, but right now there's just still, like, three, four inches of snow on the ground right now. And our roads are slick here in Idaho. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't mind it not snow, not being <laughs> snowy. It means I don't, I don't blame have to shovel. Neve, how are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> I get to actually go out and do something tonight, and I haven't done anything in uh, many a day, other than just, like, do work for school, getting prepped for school, which is not fun. So I'm excited to, like, actually go do something different tonight and go eat outdoors oh it's so cold good luck there's heaters and hopefully they're gonna work better than the ones that our school gave us last week (laughs) oh my god true the outdoor heaters about that outdoor thing to work and it just could not work ava and allison and i were faced with a similar heater at the restaurant that we went to like the deck area and we were like how like how many theater majors does it take to turn on a fire, to turn on a heater? Like one of those like gas heaters that you have to uh-huh. it it took four. So. Good job. I'm proud of you. Nice. Innovation that is, you're basically a STEM major now. Yep. I am Oh yeah, how are you, Brayden? <laughs> That's usually me. It is. I, I I'm doing all right. Um, I have been reading a book that isn't Percy Jackson because oh I found myself with time over break. Um, it's really good so far. I am like a third into it. It's called Winter's Orbit by Everina Maxwell. Um, it's very good. It's queer, which is is always the first step. <laughs> 
to making something good. It's like a a space sci-fi book. It feels very similar to Dune, like world building wise. It's like space empires and like monarchy. And it's like about an arranged marriage. Um, And it's, it's really good so far. It's very interesting. So I, I haven't finished it yet. So I'll update you if I I feel different when it's over. Um, But as, as of a third in, I highly recommend it. I guess winter's orbit. Um, So yeah. Welcome back to return to camp half blood this week. We will be discussing the son of Neptune chapters 13 through 16 through the theme of champion and the other mysterious voice that you've been hearing. Uh, we are joined this week by DJ from the podcast of Poseidon. So please introduce yourself. Tell us a little about yourself, your podcast. Also tell us who your godly parent would be uh, if you had one. And also because now we're entering Greek and Roman, if you would be at Camp Hathlet or Camp Jupiter. I'll tell you right now, I'd be at Camp Pathlet. I would not be able to do the regimes and like the fucking hardcoreness. Sorry, I don't know if you guys curse. Oh, we, we do. do. Oh, we absolutely okay. do. Okay. We do. We did get gain that explicit rating. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know some Woo! don't, and I've like a worried about that like the old time. Like, oh gosh, am I going to be allowed to curse? Am I? I'm, I know I'm going to slip up like I did when we were uh, watching Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Um. But yeah, I would not be able to do the like the regime of Camp Jupiter, so I'd be in Camp Applet all the way. Uh, and if I really did like think about it, I I genuinely don't know what godly parent I would have. And uh, it's kind of why we had the gag of me just jumping back and forth between different cabins. I, I shouldn't probably probably shouldn't acknowledge that. That's kind of what that's that's part of the gag, right? We never touched down on that in our podcast but we started off darren's from hunters of artemis i'm from wherever it's a lot of fun and our uh our podcast is like podcast of poseidon as you said Braden, is we talk about like we go through percy jackson and the olympians right now we're on titan's curse and we're talking about the different myths and legends that happen in that book rather than going through it and uh, like you guys talk about themes we'll talk about the myths another one we'll talk about something else i don't listen to all of our podcasts (laughs) there's a lot i don't got a lot of time nice thank you for being here yeah thank you for having me very excited of course um in the tradition of this podcast as you are a guest you uh have the honor duty and also punishment of having to recap the chapters that we've read this week in 45 seconds or less Okay, I think I can do that. All right. I will give you a countdown, a little three, two, one, and then you'll begin. So three, two, one, go ahead. Percy wakes up and then he's got it. He's just shoveled off to a meeting of senators with Frank and Hazel because they're about to go on a quest. Uh, we go into the meeting and there, uh, there's not weapons allowed because, you know, Caesar. Uh <laughs> Trying to fucking remember it all. Um, in the meeting, it gets determined that uh, Frank gets up. Uh, what is it? Promoted to centurion. Then they go, and uh, Percy has to. T- then they like the meeting. Since it gets adjourned, Octavian's a dick. Raina talks to Percy, 
hints at Percy. <laughs> Raina wants Percy to be uh, on his second day. Fucking really? God damn! <laughs> I'm I'm horrible at recaps. <laughs> so are we. So are we. And we Not made up the games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a. I feel like a lot of small details happen in these chapters, so it's like hard to mm-hmm. get them all. Uh, relatively important. I think that was a pretty good recap. Uh, what do, do we want to fill in? What he forgot, though. I'm trying to think. Oh, I, I not that I, I like because I, I didn't even get to. Yeah, they talk. Raina was hinting at like Percy. She wants Percy to be Praetor with her, and Percy's mm-hmm. like, "No, I got, I got other places I need to go. I just know that much because Percy forgot everything." And then they go and go to the. Uh, yeah, last major detail that I can pull out top of my head is they go and check out what the Camp Jupiter Navy looks like, and it's just a, it's a little steel dinghy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the only thing else I, I can fill in is, like, the beginning of these chapters. We have a little dream sequence. Um, oh, yeah, and, yeah. He, and he sees Grover and Annabeth, and they say Tyson's near him. And they're like, stay where you are. And he has to make the decision, like, either to like stay and wait to be found and saved or to go fight uh, the giant who I'm not even going to try to pronounce the giant's names. There's no Uh, point. The only thing that's coming out of my mind is Ulysses. And I know that's not right. (laughs) Yeah. No, the fight, fight the giant, right. Yeah. Fight the giant in Alaska. Um, And he's like, ah, fuck. I gotta, I gotta help him. I feel bad. And so he does. Like, that's my homie Frank. I only know him for like two days, but that's my homie Frank. I gotta help him. Exactly. All right. What? Percy is great. What songs did we bring this week? I, I can. Songs? Uh, the, the guest doesn't have to worry about <laughs> this one. Yeah, you're all good. <laughs> uh, I can go first. Mine was I picked Everybody Wants to Rule the World, but the Sammy Ray version. Yes, that's perfect. You don't even. Oh my god. Um, I I I think it's a lot of like there's a lot of like political intrigue and they're fighting Gia and we have have a little appearance of that and I don't know it just kind of fits and specifically the Sammy Ray version though I like it it's more jazzy Uh, if you haven't listened to Sammy Ray and the Friends please do do it they're so good. Great sound. Um, who wants to go next? <laughs> I can go. Um, I picked a song. I don't know if I've put this on past playlists, but at six books in, who cares? This might be on a, another playlist from a past book. Oops. It's <laughs> a song called Devil and Me by uh, the 2220s. And um, I think the only reason that I would, like, associate it with this chapter is that it was in a documentary that I watched (laughs) that was about, like, politics. So I was like, yeah, this makes sense. (laughs) Also, it just sounds cool. Um, But it was a a really good scoring choice for that documentary, so I felt like it would be a good scoring choice for the Senate scene. Devil and me? In. In me? 
There you go. There you go. I was like, I can't find it. I can't. I, really I was like, like this I, song though, so it might be on a different playlist. But you know, you get to listen to it twice. Congratulations. I don't. I don't think so. I. It doesn't feel familiar to me. So nice. Oh boy, I'm still kind of <laughs> torn between two. Um, but I think I'll go with "Holy Ground" by Stephen Day. Um, I know. No, not I thought by- you were going to say Taylor Swift. No. <laughs> wildly wildly different theme um no this holy ground is kind of about like um images put out by regimes and um really toxic societal order um and questioning whether or not they're quote-unquote like holy you know whether or not they're as great as they preach they are um and when I think about like a Senate meeting, I think about tradition and I think about how, for example, like Julius Caesar, you know, was harmed by this kind of regime. Um, understatement of this. Yeah, century. true. <laughs> he was, was kind of harmed. Massive understatement. Um, yeah, is permanently deceased because of this regime. Um, so, yeah, I just thought the themes really echoed. Nice. Can I chip in? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. If, if we're going on like the themes of what uh, we saw in these chapters, right? I'm going to go with Bud Like You by AJR. <laughs> you guys, this is a little weird, but like, yeah, because like, as, as I said, right, Frank and Percy are like relatively trusting of each other immediately. And Bud Like You is like, oh, yeah, it's kind of life is kind of strange. But I'm glad to have a bud like you. And I like that song a lot. It's a great song. Nice. Nice. I do have to say, this this playlist is progressively becoming our most, like, indie niche asshole playlist that we've had so far. <laughs> like, it is, As like, The Cure, Ella Jane, TV on the radio. I forgot you put The Cure on there. Right? That, really, that really makes it. The B-52s, Maggie Rogers, Joan Jett, Sammy Ray, Stephen Day. Like, it's just like, it's very, there is, there is no popular songs on this playlist yet. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. Next week, I'll throw Waking Up in Vegas on there. <laughs> we need we cannot to. have Waking Up in Vegas again. We had it twice on, on the Lost Hero playlist. Listen, the Lost Hero was so long. There was no way I could remember that Waking Up in Vegas was already on. Well, I think, I think we... You guys are going to have I think, time with House of Hades then. That book is long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we also were, were doing a weekly, a bi-weekly release for Lost, of, Lost Hero, and we're going back to our weekly release mm, again. Okay. So it was even feel, longer. Okay. <laughs> it felt like forever. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. All right. What were our favorite moments in these chapters? I love the description of the Senate. Um, I love the idea that there were ghosts just kind of chilling in like the second and third rows. Bless you. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was really cool and I could picture it very clearly. I think the imagery was very vivid. Um, and it kind of reminded me of the first couple chapters when New Rome and Camp Jupiter was first being described and I was captivated by 
the imagery and the writing. So I love that. I love whenever Rick pulls out all the stops to describe one place. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I felt like the Senate scene got a little like confusing, not confusing is the wrong word, but it just got like wordy for like a quick second. And I think that it got better. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like like certain of certain Nico dialogue, I was like, all right, where is this going? But then it tied up and made sense by the end. So I was like, okay. It was an interesting, interesting ride of a scene. Cause I was like, what, (laughs) what is going on? Like, I feel like it was just like Nico lecturing for a while, but then it all made sense at the end. So I was glad. Yeah. It's all, I, I really liked like similar to what, what Ava was saying. The, the, we got a close up, our first like close up look of, of new Rome and like how cool it is and how Percy's like, he, he doesn't remember his past life except for Annabeth, but he knows he wants to settle down there with Annabeth and, oh, it's so sweet. It's so great. I'm screaming. I love it. It's a very good one. Um, I'm going to have to go with when Percy like sees the new Rome Navy and he's like, know what? We can make do. And then he starts doing his son of Poseidon stuff with like untying knots without touching them and getting it all <laughs> ready and like getting it all spiffied up. Uh, and it's just like Percy absolutely in his element. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm into this. I'm into this. Yeah. Yeah. See, like they say, like he was like, I stepped on the boat and I suddenly felt like magic, like so much better and like connected to the sea. Mm. And I was like, oh, I love Percy on a boat. It's always great. Very good kind of strange like he is definitely op um he he's, he's working at sea but like on land he's, he's yeah a good fighter on land <laughs> yes he just his his powers cover so much territory that oh, like true. He, can, yeah. he can control water he can sail really well he can talk to horses like he, he just took has a very on Aries on a beach with the tide. Like that was at 12. That's gotta be worth something. You know? <laughs> yeah. He has a very diverse portfolio. Portfolio, please. His LinkedIn is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back to discuss the theme of champion. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm gonna pause. All right, we're back and we're discussing the theme of champion. So, where did we see champion in these chapters? I would definitely have to put champion down as well. Probably not from Octavius, but at least from Reyna saying, "Hey, uh, Mars chose these guys as their champion specifically," and so we're obviously got to like. Mars is the champion of Rome. We got to have to respect that in some way, shape or form. And so we got to allow them to go on this quest. 
And that's a little bit more of the obvious one. <laughs> yeah. I think what, like, being a champion means is so interesting because it's, like, a represent carries such representativeness with it where it's like different than being a hero a hero is someone who who saves something but is kind of an independent entity a champion is tied up in uh has these social ties and are representative of something like people look towards a champion people cheer for a hero Yes, exactly. Like a uh, a champion is meant to mean something, mm-hmm. and they're meant to to in in this book they're meant to represent the camp, but they're also meant to represent the gods. Like that's the whole thing. That's the whole reason that the gods create demigods, as as this book has has or these books have have proven, is that. The gods have kids so that they can carry out their bidding, so that they can be their champions on Earth and be that connection between the mortal world and the godly world. Yeah. And I think at this point in time, both Juno and Gia and Gia have chosen Percy to be their champion, and that's just a wild... Because like, going back through and like listening to it, because I haven't listened to these books in like actually six months... No, a little over that. Definitely a little over that. Because I was listening to Apollo around July. But yeah. Yeah, like, I guess that's, that is the whole premise of the Heroes of Olympus series is that, I mean, it's literally in the title. They're the heroes of Olympus. They're Olympia, yeah. Olympus's champions. The Hera ch- specifically chooses them all. Like, we find out more and more how, like, from birth, Hera has been involved in working her plan. Um, and that she is really molding people to become their champions. Because yeah. I I think a champion is often molded instead of chosen. Yeah. I agree. I think also... It's interesting um, when we examine the Senate and just any kind of quote unquote elite group of people um, that isn't necessarily based on age. It's kind of based on this like arbitrary depending ranking system. Um, Like I always think about like, what about the others? Like what have they done or not done that have kind of, brush them aside from being held in high regard. Um, it's almost like the senators or like the people who are meeting are used to feeling like a champion of a society. Um, and like, I vividly remember in the reading, it was like in the reading, it's something in my class, um, <laughs> but talking, um, when, when Percy Hazel and Frank walked in, they were like, Oh, what are they doing here? Like, this is kind of our space to be important, you know? Um, yeah. So I was like, interesting, like examining that kind of, I don't know, that line firsthand with the entrance of like three new people who are, who are kind of able to invade this space. Yeah. Yeah. Also like I, something that we've, I don't know, actually remember if we like mentioned it 
but we find out actually in these chapters why Raina knows Percy. Yes. And like their past together. So it's insane watching the Senate um team go down and watching Octavius flip all of this responsibility onto Raina. And Raina like take it even though she has this, she would not view Percy as anywhere close to a hero. He is literally a villain in the story of her childhood. Um, Because she was on Cersei's Island um, back when they were, when they visited it during the Sea of Monsters and destroyed it. So that was an interesting thing to learn. And I feel like, it wasn't like explored enough. I probably because Reyna is just like it shows how much Reyna prioritizes saving the camp more than like these past grievances. And she understands that Percy is an important person, like is a very capable and important person in whatever scheme they're living through right now. And she's willing to put that ahead of what happened to her in the past, you know, the protection of the camp through Percy and his ability to be a champion to, you know, protect everything because, and that is like noble hyping up your girl, Raina, Ava. (laughs) It can't always just be me. (laughs) I I think she exemplifies what it means for like a politician to be a champion and that like politicians are these Senate leaders, the creators, they're elected by the collective and they're chosen to be a champion in a way in a political space for the ideal ideologies of the the voters uh, and in turn what a politician does is they champion causes and that's what Raina's doing with percy like she is championing uh this mission and she is throwing her support behind it and i think that's I think a, a hero can be a hero in the dark, but a champion can't be, isn't a champion without support and without light to like being in the public space um, yeah. is the like whole difference there. I feel like, uh, I feel like a hero, the difference between a hero and champion really is just public support. Right. Yeah. Because like, uh, we could view like the outside people might view Batman as the champion of Gotham, but there definitely probably is a lot of people that wouldn't view that. Right. It's like, he's just, he's just some vigilante going about his day and, you know, causing a ruckus if he will. (laughs) But, uh, and Reyna, uh, there's just one thing I want to touch down on real quick. Reyna had to know about Greeks, right? Yeah, she she was on Cersei's Island, met Percy and Annabeth before. I'm certain at some point in time it came off that they were the son of Poseidon and daughter of uh, Athena. You know, <laughs> and I had to know at least an inkling of what was going on there. Yeah. And like Cersei's Island had like a different way that time worked. So like she's like seems like she's been alive longer than everyone else, too. And therefore, like should know more it's unclear if she does know more or not yeah if she does if like she does she does a great job at hiding it <laughs> exactly <laughs> sorry that's all 
so angry. I know. I don't blame him, though. I get it. He's going to go pick up some pepper and just toss it in his face real quick. (laughs) Yep. All right, where else do we see Champion? (laughs) I don't know. I think it's interesting what drives people to, quote-unquote, be a champion. Like, is it the attention? Is it the spotlight? Or, you know, like, or, or is it insecurity, like Octavian? Um, or <laughs> I mean, he's just, he's so- no, he's just the worst, yeah. dude. I hate Octavian. I, I, will, like, I will, I will agree on dunking on him at any point in time. Yeah. And we share a godly parent. It's awful. Mm, I'm related gosh. to that little bitch. No, it's, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but- well, for him, it's like godly, great, great, great great grandparent or something like that <laughs> right, right. Um, like fifth cousin twice yeah. Like, yeah, exactly <laughs> he's like way out there yeah um <laughs> yeah but um i don't know you know what drives you to be a champion like for reyna it's a genuine desire to do good for octavian it's insecurity um and i'm sure for other people it's like a desire for the spotlight you know it's interesting because when you yield the same results, like when you do good deeds and people don't always see your intention, there's a lot of room for misinterpretation and that can be dangerous. Yeah. Cause I think that's the, the big difference with Octavian is like, we see what a self proclaimed champion is. Right. Like Octavian himself has decided that he is a voice for the people. Yeah. And whereas in reverse, like, the people have decided that Reyna is a voice for, for them. And I, I believe that like, that is like that and her prior experience with Percy is a big reason as to why she would prefer Percy to be the champion alongside her, like slash Praetor alongside her rather than Octavian and his schemes. His evil, evil little schemes. I hate him. The little schemes behind the scenes of how he manipulated Apollo. Yeah. yeah. He's truly so irritating. Yeah. I hate him. All right. Sass moments? Mine was literally just the beginning of the first chapter we read. I thought it was hilarious. I... Let me find it. Um... <laughs> But no, I vividly remember thinking it was so funny. Oh my god. That's chapter 11. That's chapter 12. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, Percy slept like a Medusa victim, which is to say, like a rock. That's funny. That's great. I love it. Starting the chapter off with a bang. Percy joke. It is. No, exactly. He's like, God, I can finally write Percy again. Like, this is a character that I know through and through. You can Let's start with a like, banger. We've actually been talking about how, like, it's so clear that Rick's like, thank God. <laughs> Time to write his Percy again. Like, he did not know. Um, it was growing pains, Mine man. is, like, not sass. It was just, like, so annoying that it made me laugh. Um, it's, like, Frank saying, you back to having slimy. Both, Sir, both Percy and Hazel had to restrain him. Oh, dear, Octavian said. Oh, dear, <laughs> someone just tried to attack you like physically attack you just annoying enough that it made me laugh i was like could you imagine someone like uh, like frank is not a 
weak guy, like a large man coming at you to attack you and you being like, oh dear. Oh my God. I literally hate him. Yeah. (laughs) Mine is a part of the description of the boat. Um, at the bottom of the boat, a plastic bag and two empty Coke cans floated in several inches of scummy water. <laughs> <laughs> Just such a... And then, behold, Frank said, the mighty Roman Navy. <laughs> it was like Roman that didn't, didn't like water. Yes, clearly. It was very funny. I liked it a lot. Oh. I think for me, it'll be... I don't got the book in front of me. I can't pull it out. And it's it's a big problem with like doing podcasts because I'm like, damn, I wish I had it, you know. Uh, but I think my favorite SAS moment would probably be anytime Percy has to address Octavian, mm-hmm. <laughs> just think about Octavian <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. He's like, oh god, this guy. Hey, <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. uh, when Octavian's running up behind, he's like, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> love it it's just super great and then like him just dunking on octavian alongside reyna it's all it's anytime anybody dunks on octavian again i'm here for it and i'm there Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm here with you fuck octavian agreed worse villain than gm i agree (laughs) yeah actually all right who are we giving offerings for this week I can go first. I I I know mine very quickly. It's Grover because Grover's back. Yes, we don't get yes. a lot of Grover. We don't get a lot of Grover. Don't barely any don't. Grover. So while I can, I'm giving him an offering. That's fair. actually on that vein. I'm giving mine to Tyson. <laughs> He's not even in it. He's just mentioned, but he is the closest to finding Percy. So offering for him. He's a good boy. I'll give mine to Sally. She's probably so worried. <laughs> Again, she's not here. She's probably so concerned. And like a couple episodes ago, I was like, I mentioned Sally. And ever since then, I've just been thinking about how much I miss her and just adore her. And I think she's a wonderful person. Sally is a great, genuine super mom. We have a whole bit about it and podcast episode early on. Um, I'm going to give my offering to Frank. Because he's going to be great. And I, I just love Frank Word. so much. Like, out of the seven, Frank is my favorite. Fair. Oh, like, hey. I just got to give it to Frank. He's, he's, just, he's just the man. He's the guy. Yeah. Um, like, it's like little, little spoiler stuff, but Frank and Charles is so amazing. Nice. Nice. None of us have read Trials of Apollo, so... <sighs> But we will take your uh, word for it. <laughs> we will get there eventually. We'll get there here in like two years. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, right on. You, Braden? Um, I did mine. Did you? Oh, yeah, you I, did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did Grover. That's I, right. Wait, did I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did I really love how Percy was gone for a whole book. And we will do anything <laughs> to not give him an offering. We just gave offerings to everyone around him in his life. <laughs> he was literally narrating this section, and we were like, "No." He got one. The <laughs> he got one. The first episode. One. 
Yeah. That was pretty generous of us. He he'll get more. He didn't do anything in the in these chapters. He just walked around. He was there. Yeah, he, he, was he, he really just bot. experienced the was. world for us. Yeah. All right. Who are we voting off? Which is frankly more important. I'm gonna go with Octavian. Yeah. I say we dogpile on Octavian, actually. He was super fucking annoying in these chapters. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I'm down. I'm, Four for Octavia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good. He's so irritating. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. And it like Octavian just sucks. He just sucks. I there's no way around it. Yeah, I just don't like Octavian. I agree. If there are any listeners out there who do somehow like Octavian, give us your arguments. <laughs> I would like to hear it. <laughs> I want to know. I'm so interested in like character preferences and like how it differs from individual to individual. So if you like Octavian or a single bone in his body, please God tell us, send us a voice message, send us something. We want to hear why. Yeah. There is a subsect of the fandom out there that want a redemption arc for Octavian. And I'm like, you guys, I don't understand at all. How did you see what Octavian did and realize there's some good in him? There's not. <laughs> no. Yeah. I was like, sorry, but I strongly disagree. <laughs> Alrighty, folks, that's all for this week. Join us next week where we'll be discussing chapters 17 through 20 through the theme of motherhood. Make sure to follow us on our social media accounts. We're at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. And we also have coffee account and a red bubble store and a website www.returntocamp.com dj do you want to plug anything before we sign off absolutely um we a podcast of poseidon can be found on any of your streaming services you know spotify apple podcast yada yada and we also have an instagram which is podcast of poseidon i think it's at poseidon pod because our twitter handle is at poseidon pod darren normally handles the kind of things i am <laughs> somewhat active on twitter i'm trying to get into it a little more uh, but please come by and check us out. I think we're funny. <laughs> and that's all the promotion you need. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if that's you heard weird. the sweet, sultry sounds of my voice and don't want more, I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thanks so much for being on. And of course, thank you, thank you for having me. And thank you all for listening. Bye. See you next Bye. week. Next week.